Welcome to Beneath Your Beautiful, where guests share stories of adversity and perseverance, which inspire, encourage, and challenge us. We embrace these tough conversations, intimately exploring our loves, fears, and hopes with a delicious combination of depth and lightness. I'm Danata De Luca. I'm a self-esteem and a leadership coach. I'm a single mom of three young adult children. And my passion is dancing and writing. That's a little bit about me. How did you become a self-esteem coach? That's a very good question. My own journey, really. My own self-development journey. So I was pretty young when I started my personal development journey. I was in my early teens because I developed anxiety when I was 16 years old was my first anxiety attack. But, you know, back then in the late 80s, anxiety, depression, I mean, we didn't know what that was really. That was not a mainstream thing. So I was in this search of who am I? Like what I was feeling. I always felt different. I always felt like I questioned everything. I was always very curious. So I started my personal development journey. I would probably say even younger than that because I had insomnia. So in the middle of the night, I would watch Tony Robbins when he was on infomercials. (laughs) So that's how my personal development journey began. And then it was really a deep inner searching of my own identity of who I was and how to heal myself. And it was really a journey to get me there because it's not what I studied. I studied finance. So I worked in finance and corporate finance for uh, many years. Then I went back to school and I became an interior designer. And now I am an interior designer working with human beings on their interior design. The negative self-talk is so damaging and so prevalent. Do we just have to reframe everything? How do we help somebody who's low in self-esteem? First of all, there's a difference between self-esteem and self-confidence. Okay. So your esteem is really your root, your foundation. Who are you? What are your values? What are your strengths? What do you stand for? What are your beliefs? So that's your esteem. Your confidence is like a muscle. You can build confidence. Okay. You are right. We're in a serious pandemic of mental health issues. There's so many factors, but of course, it affects our self-esteem and our self-confidence the most. And I think it's alarming, and I think we need to act. Our foundation has collapsed. We need to go back inward. I think we need to come to the essence of, first of all, kindness. I'm listening to kids now. What even? I mean, it comes from the adults, right? If you look at it, I live in front of a park. So I sit in the park on a daily basis and I watch the parents with the children and they get to the park and they're stressed out. Yesterday, it really hit me. I said, oh, my God, I did the same thing. (laughs) But now I'm looking at it. My kids are grown up, right? I said, what a stress. The mom wants to please the child. She's conversing with the child like the child is an adult, but the child is not an adult. And another thing. The world is not all positive because we're wanting to reframe everything positive. I think we're getting a whiplash of that. Everything is not positive. We need to be with the shadow part, the negative part of everything. If we don't understand this after the past three years, I mean, that was a serious wake up call. Rather than positive, though, what do you think of acceptance? Acceptance? Of this shit happened or is happening. But accepting that it's happening rather than having to say, 
well, the bright side is, yeah. you know, maybe there is no bright side at the moment, but this is happening. And now what? Yes, exactly. The self-judgment. We say a lot of judgment, but the worst judgment is self-judgment and accepting the sadness. Yes. We do not want to feel. We were not taught how to feel. When I was feeling sad the other day because my mother-in-law moved to another state to be in a nursing home near her daughter. I was so sad and I called my sister and I was like, I'm sad. I'm having feelings. I was very proud of myself because I didn't turn to anything. I just was like, oh, I got to acknowledge these feelings I'm having. There was nothing to accomplish with talking about it, except that it helped to talk about it, you know? Exactly. Because, you know, emotions are really 90 seconds. Emotions last 90 seconds. It's when we don't give them space that they spin into a story. Mm. And it's the story, right? The ego, the inferior mental mind. Their job is to keep us in worry and keep us in stories. Mm -hmm. So it keeps us in a loop of spinning to remain in our safe, lower self instead of our higher self. So what you did is a perfect example of how do we deal with it? You gave yourself space and you yeah. felt like you needed to reach out to someone, which is perfect. You're fortunate that your sister was there to listen to you. Yeah. People are always want to fix the situation. There's nothing to fix. Right. We just need support. We just need to listen. Just listen. Shut the F up and listen. And what's interesting is that I'm just getting my voice back. I had no voice for the first time in my entire life for eight days. Mm. So I was in a forced silent retreat and it was not silent at all. My mind was this chatterbox because I had, you know, I had a plan, right? And and this took me completely off course. And it was very interesting because I said, wow, this is very interesting that I'm experiencing it, right? And I have the tools and I have, but I'm human. As I reached out to friends or mentors and so forth, you know, they're there, take your coach cap off and just be human. And just give yourself space to move through whatever you need to move through. So this is the thing, is accepting our humanness. We're human. I think that's really the key. And like you said, kindness. How do people work with you? Is it online mostly? Online, but I've also have some local people. But right now, you know, a lot of it is virtual, right? So mm -hmm. there's no like in person. Yeah local uh, live workshops as well. We've started that, right? So I think it's like kind of a hybrid a little bit. In, and now I'm going to launch soon uh, connection circles because I feel that after this, you know, three years, people are really yearning connection. I've been doing coffee dates with people, like literally just saying anybody who wants to have coffee and I don't know them and we meet for coffee and it's been great. But I love what you're talking about. Explain what it means and how would I go about it? Oh my God, you're really, you're uh, inspiring me even more now to do it because I've done this where I've started this and then like people around the world started doing it. So I love it. Oh, cool. This is firing me up. <laughs> I said, okay, that, that silent retreat, I feel you, what you just said to me, just like li really lifted me oh, up. So good. this is my idea. I mean, there's no age or whatever. So it's basically just being in circle. Mm. And what's your intention coming to it? What's your intention right now? This is how I began it, because I just had one not long ago. And what are you willing to receive today? Right? Because mm -hmm. we always come with what we want to dump. Yeah, okay? yeah. But I said, I feel that we need to open up. We are yearning. Our hearts are aching. 
human beings are not well right now. We're sick, we're burnt out, we're traumatized from what we've experienced. So we need to get back into our heart center. So I opened it up to what are you willing to receive today? And the energy of the group was just, I like I felt it, it was visceral. It was just magical. The announcement was, we're all feeling tired. We're all yearning for connection. This is a space to meet and just be and receive. Simple as that. Yeah, I really love that. And then the other thing I thought is people are not having fun. So they look at, you know, they want to travel, but they're they're stressed with money or whatever. Become a tourist in your city. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's great. I'm wanting maybe to experiment to do it like as a group and discover different activities. and. The different activities will call in different people. So yeah. I don't have any expectation of what it's going to look like besides, first of all, I'm yearning connection as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm yearning to be with a community. And I'm also, I'm a little bit tired of the circus of this online uh, personal development of what's going on uh, right now in terms of, can we stop with this hustle? We need to stop. We need to stop with this 5K, 10K, 15K, 100K. It's like, just stop it. Since when did it become everybody's business about how much money we're earning? I have a finance background. I worked in payroll. It was confidential. It's none of your business. What's in my bank account? And what's in my bank account is not who I am. Thank you. Yes, it's Mm -hmm. not who we are. We are not our bank accounts. We are not our degrees. We are none of that. You know, come strip naked and allow yourself to be. That's what I'm wanting to create in these connection circles. And also, slow is sexy. I am the most impatient person I know. I have been an impatient painter. What's the rush? Like, why aren't I enjoying the process? I don't know. I just want to see it. I'm so excited. Just impatient in general. And I have really slowed down by learning how to meditate, realizing I have time. Even just cleaning my juicer, I have taken the time and I'm laughing at myself because I have plenty of time. I don't know what I've been in a rush over. Watering my plants has now become a graceful thing instead of, oh, I have to water my plants again. I think that is the best thing that's happened to me in years, slowing down. I think you're such a gift to me right now saying this to me. I'm with you, probably the most impatient person I know speedy, like going 300 miles an hour all the time. Mm -hmm. But it cost me, it cost me my health. If we go to the breath, you said meditation, right? We go to the breath. The breath is just here and now. There's no past and there's no future. Mm -hmm. So I learned the hard way. And I cannot say I have embodied this because my mind is still extremely speedy and my body has become very slow. So there's a little bit of a contrast that. (laughs) I'm in the process of regulating that, which is regulating your nervous system. Mm -hmm. As you said, it looks something so graceful, like watering your pants. Why are we in a rush? We're doing that. And begrudgingly, that's the craziest part. They bring me so much joy. They make my house feel like a home. And so I have decided to treat them with the respect that they deserve. Isn't that funny? I water them the same amount. I water them once a week, but I've done it with a graceful heart and a patience. Present. 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 Yes. The present of the present moment. I love referring to our ancestors. Okay. They didn't have zero technology. Their technology was the moon, the sun, period. 
at one point they didn't even have clocks, right? And their crops grew, their animals grew, everything functioned, the community functioned, everything was in abundance. They did not experience stress the way we were experiencing stress. Well, I have to say, I think they experienced stress in other ways. I'm not sure it was so rosy, but I do understand what you're saying. I think the difference between our generations is stress is killing us today. I'm just so moved. It seemed as if you pinpointed without knowing where the conversation was going to go on what's the most important thing to discuss. But I think there's two things that I want to share. I visited the Tunnel of Choice. I call it the Tunnel of Choice. And that's where I came to all this wisdom. We run our lives like a movie. They say people are on their deathbed. What do they regret? Not only regrets, but what are you, you realize? Are you at peace? So I would encourage people, you need to do whatever it takes in order to find that inner peace. Live now. Life is now. Don't stop yourself from experiencing what you want to experience because everything is possible and everything can be broken down in like little pieces and everything is achievable. And imagine kind of like taking each breath as if it's your last breath. What would you do if right now, right here was your last breath? Are you living in peace? Are you happy? Those are the two very important questions. Then another thing I wanted to talk about was this brought me to reevaluate my definition of success. And it's very important that I want to share what that looks like to me today. Success to me today is number one, regulating my nervous system, making sure that my nervous system is at peace. And when I'm not at peace is, okay, what's there and let's deal with it. Second thing is self-love and self-care. But self-love is self-care is not only meditating, taking bubble baths, going to the spa, buying myself flowers, is my internal dialogue. Mm -hmm. Am I truly loving myself? Because if I'm practicing self-love and then I'm in self-judgment, that is not self-love. Every time I think I love myself, but I take out the butt and I love myself the way I love my children and my husband. And that has been a big game changer because it's not when I lose weight. Of course, I want to be the healthiest I can be, but it's not a condition for what I love about me. Very powerful. We want to be healthy in our bodies. So reframing the way you did and also asking your body, what does your body need to release this extra weight that it's carrying? Right. What is there that needs to be released? What does it need? The body never lies. You said something about the tunnel of choice. What does that mean? I faced my mortality. I was at that point of almost dying. And because I'm so young, I never thought I would experience that. So it was a tunnel of choice. I haven't talked a lot about the physical experience because I think I'm probably still in the trauma of the physical experience. That's why maybe I can't fully talk about it. But it's very clear to me how I really made a choice and I stayed. Now, that choice, of course, completely shifted and transformed who I am. And it brought me into this evaluation. You know, I call it success, right? Re-evaluating my whole life. And it's almost as if it was the death of my old identity 
and the rebirth of this new identity, which is not fully grown yet. But that was the tunnel of choice. And it was extremely demanding on my body. And it really connected me to my body. For me, it was almost like an incarnation, incarnating the body and the light that came in. Carrying light is uh, physically demanding and it requires a level of wisdom that our impatient uh, selves <laughs> are tested to the brink because the body requires a very slow rhythm. You know why I slowed down? I had a cancer scare. Mm. I questioned success and all the same things. I wish that we didn't need a scare or a tunnel of choice to change things. That's why we're doing things like this. So give people the opportunity to do that without facing death. It doesn't have to go to that extreme. For me, it was healing 20 years of being in burnout state. And my body was like, that's it. This is like over. I had to charge my computer because it was uncharged before getting onto the podcast. We do that with all our technical stuff, but yet we don't give ourselves permission to slow down and rest. Now, that came to my awareness in this forced silent retreat that I had that I lost my voice. I was not resting. It was not silent. It was noisy. It was exhausting. Mm -hmm. I was not happy because I had a plan and it didn't go as it went. So I was having my, you know, three-year-old temper tantrum. And what if that silence was simply that higher teachings or higher wisdom was coming through and I just needed to be more still in order to be able to channel that higher wisdom and that higher teaching? Now, I can say that, you know, 10 days in. The quicker we can accept what is happening, now what? I've lost my voice, now what? I'm going to start now wedding. Surrendering and trusting. I really got a lot out of today, so thank you so much. Thanks to you. Thank you. I think what you're creating is so beautiful beneath the beautiful. Thank you. And I think it really is beautiful. And I really love your range of showing all different types of, you know, I look at your work and I follow your work. So I really appreciate it. And I think it's such a gift to the world. Oh, thank you. Because that to write beauty, right? I think there's a serious issue with that as well. So you're showing the true beauty of all of it, the rainbow of all ages, all forms, all yeah. cultures, all. So I really feel that you're leaving a beautiful legacy. Oh, thank you. Don't you think now in retrospect, your silence was a blessing that was purposeful, like to give you the lesson you needed to get? I just think everything is beautiful. I do think that life, death, the whole circle of it, we have to really embrace it and be okay with it. And then we, we can see the beauty in everything. Yes. I'm going to answer that question because I was actually writing content about shadow and light. You know, we want to be in la la land light. And we want to kind of deny the shadow, the negative, but nature, there's night and day. It's a natural process. So as human beings, we need to come into this acceptance that there is positive and negative. There's light and shadow. There's our beautiful personality and there's our shitty personality and it makes us all completely wholly beautiful because mm -hmm. when we're impatient we're not so cool but we're beautifully cool even being impatient exactly and i think it concludes our conversation in such a beautiful way i wasn't at peace with this forced silence retreat but you brought me to the understanding of i had to experience that uncomfort of that darkness 
in order to teach it in a more powerful way. So thank you to bring me to the awareness of that. And it brings me to peace that, yeah, maybe it was okay after all. It either was okay or not, but it's up to you to decide. Exactly. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Beneath Your Beautiful, hosted by Hara Allison. And thank you for your ratings and reviews. We'll be back next week with a new episode. Stay tuned.